I'm just kidding. I'm fine. It's over. <laughs> no food in the beard. Looking good. Oh, yeah. Got that. Fix that little. I took that note that you provided. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's the least I can do. I don't remember what I was eating. It's something with onions, my friend. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite 140 for your eardrums. Guys, please do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am with me. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, most awesome. Me with I, too, Brandana. I know. I was going to throw something in there, and I was like, well, maybe that's this week's. It's just my spoonerism or my little flip-flop. You're going to say Perfect. everything backwards like a drunk Yoda. Um, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. Good. Just finished up uh, you know, Halloween and all that good stuff. And uh, now we're hitting officially in November. This is exciting. Yeah. This is wild. Hopefully a close to 2020 is upon us. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we don't need any more. Even when we we're doing the daylight savings time or the correction, it was like, I don't, we don't need this extra hour. You can keep it. Sam, Sam Morell, a comedian out of New York, had a great joke. He was like, getting an extra hour of 2020 is like getting a free appetizer from the restaurant that gave you food poisoning. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty perfect. Yeah. Uh, so Halloween was last night when we're recording. What, um, what we had a lot going on last night with daylight savings, Halloween, yeah. uh, like a full moon, just full moon. Yeah. yeah, we had and we had like perfect weather too for trigger treating. Like by far, the the silver lining out of everything. It was like sixty degrees, which last year was snowing and raining. So it was it was. Manageable. How does it work? Do you, do you always like? you always go to like the same neighborhoods of people, you know, like, is it, do you do the little candy check when you get home? What's the kind of the safety first protocol? Sure. No candy check. Uh, cause everyone's like normal. I think now, yeah. you know, like there's no one on the block that's pass packing up or like passing out like the, uh, yeah. homemade bags of like caramel corn or, you know, like whatever they did. So no, so no, everything's packaged. Everything's, you know, bought from Costco. Um, we go in our neighborhood. Our neighborhood is is great. We have a ton of young kids in our neighborhood. So everyone usually goes all out. Uh, lots of parents walking with the kids, lots of roadies, uh, which is nice. Uh, and if you're low, sometimes the pa- parents will pass out other drinks along the way, which is good. I got you. That's like you do a little, uh, little adult trick or treats. Yeah, like, exactly. Like treat for this koozie. Right, you right. in there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Got to do a little sizing up, but it's good. Um, so we've been, thankfully we've, we've actually just left the bucket out for the kids to come and take, we usually do like a, a candy bucket and then we put the teal pumpkin out, which is for those that have like, you know, food allergies, which are toys and trinkets and, you know, little fun things that they can play with. So they get a little something too. Oh, that's cool. Is uh teal, is that just kind of like a universal thing that I don't know? Cause I don't have kids. It's yes. like teal is for, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For like food. If you got a, if you got a kid that's got a food allergy, you put a teal pumpkin on there on your thing and you, you know, uh, supposedly that signifies that there's, there's some stuff there for those kids who have food allergies. That's good. Yeah. I like that, so bro. It's yeah. It's not too bad. Oh, uh, real fast. How, how do we wrap it up? What do we do with uh, the costumes from last year? Do we put them in the closet and wear them sometime like in the middle of February for no reason? Or we just kind of <laughs> right. Yeah. We've got that little, uh, the little uh, dresser toy chest down in the basement that's sh- soon gonna make it down there although commish uh commish at was hermione granger for halloween and she was wearing the cloak today all day so uh yep. we're getting a couple extra uses out of them 
It's good. That's efficient. I like it. Oh, uh, well, we got a jam-packed episode 140. Speaking of efficiency, there we go. I died together. <laughs> Boom. Uh, we're going nice. to do week eight gonna, of the NFL season, uh, halfway point. Mm-hmm. Going to kind of talk about not only the games that happened today, a lot of... A lot of dogs. I want to talk a little bit about the dogs. I don't know if you noticed the dogs covering, oh. but they came oh. out full force. Delaney dogs, too. Uh, they did, buddy. And then we're going to jump into the date night. We're watching Election. I think we all know why. Um, movie's dark, bro. I, I only saw that once. Oh, really? I've seen it a few yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it a few times. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown. We're going to do the best things we've competed in. This will be interesting. A little walk yeah, down yeah. memory lane with your boys, Brandon, and most awesome. And they're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, bro. Um, we're from the headlines. Week eight. What are we talking about that this week, brother? Ooh, we're at like the midpoint. Here it is. The NFL season. Some things start to shake out. We got yeah, one so we're, un- we're... undefeated team left. So, uh, how many did you say? Well, I think one, right? Yeah, I think it's one. The Steelers are the only one that I can because Titans lost. Yep. Titans went down. Titans lost a couple weeks in a row. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just those those steals. Uh, okay, so the big thing out of the gate is there's always those weird NFL weeks, especially if I know this is in the gambling corner, but if you're a better and you pay attention to those lines, this week with 11 games, so we're not counting the Thursday game or the mm-hmm. Sunday night game going mm-hmm. on right now between Eagles and Cowboys, although we could because it would feed into what I'm saying. Um, seven, the dogs went seven for four. Ooh. So, and that's just, you know, usually you're, I mean, each from week to week, I mean, you will see it kind of go up and down. I say it's kind of even, but this is just a lot of teams coverage. So I think I want to open up uh, how we talk about that each one with just letting you know what the spread was and how it was covered. Mm-hmm. Just, just sprinkling in a little gambling little, corner. Little, little, right. Yeah. We, we don't have to go down 2,500 bucks every week. To talk about <laughs> Brad you you got to take a break because the bank account can't keep up. All right. Um, <laughs> Browns and Raiders. This, we had Cleveland favored by one. That's Las Vegas going to Cleveland and what we actually had is Raiders just winning outright 16 to six Browns unable to get in the end zone, just put up two field goals. Uh, And this is an ugly game. Yeah, this is an ugly game. This is post uh, Odell Beckham going down with the ACL tear crazy wind down there. Right. If you saw a couple field goal attempts, just knuckleball out of the way, Uh, just an ugly game of, you know, Baker Mayfield only attempted 25 passes, yeah. Carr only 24 passes. So it's just they just were grinding it out. Um, you know, the Browns are going to have bad games like this, especially um, when they can't get their running back or the running game off to kind of free up Baker Mayfield, especially now that we've lost uh, Odell Beckham. Yeah, so this is a little weird. I think both of these teams are trying to establish a little bit of consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, Vegas Raiders probably in, I mean, they're both in kind of tough divisions, but mm-hmm. four and three have spurts where they look really good. I think uh, that New England win they have uh, looking not quite as impressive, just how New England right. wants to look the last couple of weeks, if there's that. Um, and then, you know, the Cleveland, so Raiders at four and three, Cleveland's sitting at five and three, but I mean, there's just been a couple of weeks where, and I know we can blame it on the weather but like sometimes baker comes out and he looks really good sometimes it's just like he just looks flat yeah and and that's the thing is is he's 
he's they're hiding him in all the best ways possible, which is run play action and give him like a couple choices to to choose downfield. Um, I'm not I'm not there where I'm trusting Baker to like lead me like a game winning drive down the field. You know, he's got to be in the right situation. I'm not I'm not betting on Baker Mayfield in those close moments. Yeah, and it's hard. He's in, um, like we say, we always go back to this, but definitely, I don't know, top top two, top three, toughest divisions. Yeah. Uh, in the league. So that, right that'll now, be, yeah. we need to get those wins. Um, Colts line, this didn't have a dog. This had the Colts favorite and Colts cruising 41-21. How good is this Colts defense? Oh, you know what? And they just put it on and they suffocate you in the second half. The The stat line is, is that teams are only averaging like 100 10 or 120 yards a, a, a game or a, in the second half of each game. So they like, they really put the clamps on you in the second half. And that's exactly what we saw. Uh, this Lions offense without Kenny Galladay is nothing yeah. is, 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 is yeah. absolutely dog shit. He, he kind of unlocks everything for them. Um, and it's just tough. You know I mean? They, you know, uh, pick six going the other way doesn't help. They put up th- what three TDs in the fourth quarter. Uh, to really blow the doors off this game. Uh, the Colts good enough to win a playoff game? I think so. I, you know, I mean, especially now that there's that seventh game, uh, you know, I see them being a, hosting a wild card game, uh, yeah. you know, hosting that, that seventh team or that sixth team, let's say, um, you know, getting a team like maybe Cleveland or something like that, depending on, you know, what were the Raiders, <laughs> yeah. somebody of that ilk, you know what I mean? And, and hosting a game and then losing round two. Yeah. As, as Phil, as, as Philip Rivers, Phillip Rivers yeah. being Philip Rivers, yeah. <laughs> you can change the jersey, you can't change the man. No, um, all right, bad. Vikings Packers will cruise through this. Uh, Vikings kind of looking like the team we thought they were all year. Uh, definitely feeling it's too little, too late for them. More of a question is, you know, the the Packers only fourteen points through uh, the first three quarters. Uh, we got to move and kind of rearrange our tiers for this Packers team. Yeah, I mean, they were just getting shredded by Dalvin Cook. Um, he was fucking super impressive in this game. The interior of the the Packers defense could not stop him. I think he had four TDs. He had all the TDs, I think, for uh, for the Vikings. Um, yeah, and he had three. Uh, he had one receiving. He had the only receiving. Oh, okay, three rushing ones. Yeah, three. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll drink. There you go. Drink, everybody. Um, do we have to arrange the Packers? Um, Do we trust the Packers as much? Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question because I I feel like you know like if we have Green if we have Green Bay like Carolina that second week to try to get the divisional is that like is that something that we automatically just kind of check off or is it just going to be like oh uh, like we see that the Packers are a little bit exploitable all by the run, but it seems like something they have time to correct. Is it correctable for them stopping the run or is this just letting Delvin cook? And it just happens to be, you know, one of the top five backs in the league. And I, I, I want to lean a little bit more toward that just because I think when a guy gets hot like that, he was like 30 carries for a buck 60 and then two catches for 60 some odd yards. Sometimes you're going to run into a guy where you cannot, you can't stop him, but it is a little concerning that the offense could only muster 22 points on the, on the season. It felt like that this should have been, yeah. you know, like touchdown for touchdown, especially the way that 
the first game played out with the Packers and the, and the Vikings. Um, that was week one, I believe in the season. I mean, that was, they, they put up points on them. They've been putting up points pretty regularly. It's one of those things like we talked about last week, a little bit B where it's like, is this Packers team, do they peak like way too early in the season? It was like that their best football, you know, three weeks ago. And now we're kind of, they're coming down to, to normalcy, if you will. Yeah. Um, and maybe I definitely like, I did like that chip on the shoulder. I think you have a great point that the Packers, for whatever reason, uh, even if they end up beat the Vikings do give up a lot of points to the Vikings. Right. Uh, can I get a little nuts with you right now? Please. Please. We let me walk down this. This is some kind of going that we all know. I like to talk shit on the Vikings. So two, two and five. <laughs> so they've already played the Packers twice. So you right. take away those two losses there, two and three, and that's a tough team. You're not going to take it away. Uh, I think you can climb into the playoffs at nine and seven based on some tiebreakers. So yeah. do you hear yeah. seven wins over the remaining schedule? Hosting the Lions. Win. I, I can give a win there. Um, at the Bears, I'll give at, at the Bears a loss. Hosting the Cowboys. Win. Hosting the Panthers. Ooh, that's a winnable game. That's They're hosting them. Yeah, hosting, yeah. hosting the Jaguars. That's a win. Ours four. And then we got um, at the Bucks, but then hosting the Bears. Saints, if Saints already have moved Michael Thomas. I mean, it's close. It's it's like it's right there. It's not as impossible, not not as over as I want to make it sound, especially because this team, we knew that they had talent, so they were definitely playing under their talent earlier in the year. And if there's a chance that they're kind of getting it together or going to rely a little bit more on Delvin Cook or at least, you know, give a little bit of protection to um, my boy, one of Kirk Cousins, then yeah. I don't know his chance. Well, I'm living talking, a fantasy. They were they were talking in that where there there's been a couple times in the last couple of years, and I don't remember the teams to drink everybody, where they started yeah. out with one win in, in in their first six games making the playoffs. So it's not yeah. totally unheard. I want to see the Chiefs yeah, think, were on there. I yeah, I think the Rams did it once like yeah. six or seven years ago. I think the Chargers like almost did half and half. And yeah. I think the Broncos either did it or they did the inverse of it. Like they started like seven and one and then like right. missed the postseason. I think yeah. it was that with Daniels. They're they're right now. Their their season most definitely is on the press. If they can steal that that Bears win on the road, you know what I mean? And and beat a plucky Panthers team. No, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. If you can steal those two, that's gonna help you out, especially when you got Saints and Bucks towards the end of the season. Yeah, at, at their at their house. Um, yeah. All right, Patriots at Bills. The line on this one was Buffalo was favored by four. Uh, didn't cover it, so this is another of our seven that went to the dog. Um, I don't know. This is kind of – I mean, we're within a point of the spread. This is kind of what we expected. Uh, Cam Newton with a late game fumble to kind of finish that. Not excited about his Superman thing after he rushes a touchdown this game. Yeah, no. Know your record, brother. Yeah, yeah. No, your record. No, no time for shit talking and and puffing your chest, especially when you're down. You're down to a Bills team that historically they've owned, and 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 truthfully, you are. You're. I mean, would the would the Patriots rather have Taysom Hill or Cam Newton now at this point? Taysom Hill just, of the Saints, who kind of plays this hybrid quarterback position. You want me to get nuts? Let's get nuts, yeah, dude. That is, let's get nuts. Because um, is, is Cam Newton a fucking quarterback or is he running back? 15 for 25, a buck 74, nine carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. 
yeah, there's just so much, there's so much arm strength there when it's working that I haven't seen for days. Taysom Hill is the game plan is run first because I kind of have to. When's it working? Show me when it's working with the Patriots because they're passing. Well, the Patriots worked week one. He looked amazing week one. Like, I don't know what his stat line was, but. Yeah, he did. Okay, fine. But then that was one week. And then <laughs> I know it was one week. You said, show me where it was working. You didn't say, just give me a bunch of examples. You said what? Sure. So I got you one. There you go. Don't look a gift for it to the mouth. Okay. All right. Um, are the Bills going to win this division? Are we just, just locked up? It's looking pretty good. Between, obviously, you've got the, the Jets who are just tanking and, you know, um, the Patriots, Miami. I think. Yeah, Miami, right? Uh, Miami looked, their defense looked really solid. Um, but the Patriots are definitely, I, I don't think they're contending. So I think this is the Bills division. All right. Yeah. Let's jump into the, we'll jump into the Rams Dolphins real fast. So this is another one of our, co- you know, I don't, I want to do it in order. I'm, okay, I'm going to end up forgetting one and then we're all going to freak out. We're going to get further in the path. We're, we're going to get so many emails sent to us. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Titans at Bengals. Uh, this one we had Tennessee was favored by seven and loses by 11. Yeah. 31 to 20. So like we said earlier, Titans on a two game slide. Uh, what's changed here for the Titans? I mean, seven points through three quarters. Uh, are they trying to rely too much on the run game? Are they figured out? Or is it just like a stretch of two tough games and we're going to lose some games in the NFL? I, I think it's a little, yeah, a little tough games. I mean, they were, you know, they, the, the, the Bengals were definitely, you know, trying to run the ball effectively um protect Burrow from getting smashed by the Viking or by the by the Titans. Losing Taylor Luan, the t- the tackle for the Titans as well, hasn't helped out uh that much. Uh and and you know, I, I, I think it's one of those things where it's just the kind of doldrums of the middle of the season. You're gonna lose a couple bad ones where maybe you shouldn't and it's just like, well, you know, they were the we just need to have our A game this year. Uh weren't firing on all full cylinders. Man, I haven't got to watch boy Burrow yet. I need to see Joe Burrow. You watch him play? You get like a good I've, like yeah. sit down watching two quarters of Cincinnati football. Yeah, the, the the most I've seen of him honestly is is like YouTube will do these great things where they'll do like extended cuts so you can see pretty much most of the possessions that they have, and then uh, so you can see the, the the plays, but they're just kind of heavily edited, so you just kind of see it in in a tight fifteen. Yeah, um, he he looks pretty good at times. Uh, other times he just looks like a deer in headlights, which is kind of the rookie thing. Um, arm strength, you know, he had that, the, the, the throw at the end of last week, the hail Mary to win and, uh, was like on their 40 barely got the ball into the end zone. So I, I don't know if he's got that top end arm strength oh, wow. that, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. It's not like me throwing it in, you know, from the 40 or you brain Dana with your golden arm. You know, not at all, baby. not at all, but, uh, but yeah, so, so I think, you know, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, he looks, he looks better than, uh, better than average. And, but I also think this goes to my point about the quarterback position statistically looks better than ever, ever before. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of, a lot of fun guys watch, uh, chiefs speaking of fun guys, watch chiefs jets, um, yeah, yeah. 35 to nine. I mean, this is, this is mad mode. This is what everybody expected. Pat Mahomes, uh, five touchdowns. Uh, Kelsey catches 109 yards uh, with the TD. I think Hill had two, uh, and they cover the 20 and a half point Man, spread, yeah. like the astronomicals. I mean, spreads don't get up that high, and I think it's something like any spread over 20 points, and it's happened whatever time. I'm, 
Sorry, pod, audience. I could have taken the time to look this stuff up for you. <laughs> it's something like it happens like 25% of the time. It's not It's not a hot, safe bet, but they, right. uh, they take care. Um, yeah. All right, we'll jump over to what? You got something? No, no, no. The Chiefs just dominate five TDs. Fucking Pat Mahomes is yeah. the man. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Rams at Dolphins. So this is two in. Yep. Uh, I still can't get a read on this Rams team. Like there is a read on the Dolphins team. Okay. So we thought the Dolphins were a little bit better than advertised. And yep. I feel confident they're going to hit that over. They're sitting at four and three. There's another one of those lines that were hit uh, Rams favored by three and a half. And then they end up losing uh 28, 17. I think there was, um, was a pick six that went down or a strip sack or something on golf. Um, there was a, there was four turnovers in the, in the halves. There was a fumble mm-hmm. return. Yes. They, that linebacker for them picked it up and then immediately followed by a punt return for a TD. Um, I think they had uh, four turnovers in the first half, um, fully cementing that Brian Flores, the head coach of the uh, Miami Dolphins, who is the defensive coordinator for that snooze fest of a Super Bowl between the Pats and the Rams, uh, officially owns fucking space in Sean McVay's head. Like he's real yeah. in his head. Uh, really good performance by um, by Flores getting that team ready. Uh, they played on all f- three phases of the game. Two only had to go 12 with 22, one TD, 93 yards. Didn't really have to do a lot to win, um, but that's okay. And, and I would like to... I don't want to. Can you toot your own horn on your podcast? Fuck yes, you can. Absolutely, absolutely. Adam Shefty talking about that the uh, the treasure trove of draft picks, which we talked about, Brandana, on our last week's pod, is the reason why they made the move, or part of the reason why they made the move from Tua to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Shefty made mention of this this morning, talking about yes, that that certainly served as motivation. Our speculations were correct, sir. Nailed it as usual, dialed in for this football season. Did he mention you, buddy? He didn't cite me, but that's okay. God yeah. damn. <laughs> Real piece of work. Um, I'm going to call this right now. Rams are a little bit Falcons-like to me. Ooh. Too much talent on that team to be losing. And did they get broken by losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl? There you go. Chew that up. Looking forward Ooh. to hear that. Weeks. Shefty. Um, all right. Steelers, Ravens. This is another one. This is your Delaney dog. A rough, a rough. This is, uh, what we had here is we had the, he's like that part. Baltimore favored by four. They end up losing 28, 24. My call in this yeah. game is very simple. Very simple guys. This is Steelers versus Ravens. Yeah. This is going to come down to the last possession. It's going to be a fourth, three or four point game. Yeah. Mark it up every time. So if you're yeah. getting four points, like worst case scenario, it's a flush. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is, is this absolutely Lamar Jackson just you know kind of coming back down to earth after his MVP season didn't look great uh, in this game and uh, fucking Steelers man that defense is legit tough they're scary yes seven and zero like one their greatest start of all time which is crazy I mean talking yeah. about like the Steelers football team I mean we're gonna keep saying that every week just because we like to drop the knowledge yeah. until they lose obviously. Um, the total yards, 221 to Pittsburgh. I want to drop a couple stats on here while 221 total yards to Pittsburgh, 457 for Baltimore. Mm. 
what this tells me with the Lee is like, I can figure out the turnover battle without having to look at it. And once you look at the turnover battle, it's four to one Baltimore yeah. coughs up the ball four times. So it seems like a lot of moving the ball in between the twenties and not being able to finish drives, which is uh, scary for any team. Yeah. And I think they gave that, that final fumble on that, that, that final turnover right there at the end on fourth down in the, in their end zone or not. That's right a good yeah. Yeah, that one was kind of like, well, they were going to lose possession either way. So it was considered a turnover, but, but the point is matter is noted is, is that, you know, uh, Lamar was playing very loose with the ball. They looked a little disorganized toward the end, trying to rush and make those, those, you know, come from behind plays, but the Steelers, man, it, Ben Roethlisberger, for as much of a shit bag as he is off the field uh, is a fucking amazing quarterback in the game, dude, like unbelievable. And like, you just can't bet against that guy. Yeah. Um, let's see how far they can take it. But I mean, it's definitely, you know, I think now we're talking about chiefs and when they look in their rearview mirror, it's not necessarily the Ravens they see anymore because no. they've been kind of on the air launch, but it'll be the Steelers and they've traditionally had problem with the Steelers. All right. Chargers at Broncos. The Broncos, um, this is another one. The Chargers were favored by three. They lost to Denver by one. Um, two things I mentioned first. We'll get to the play. This is the fourth time in a row that the Chargers have blown a 16-point or more lead, which is an NFL all-time record. Mm. I don't get how some teams can be consistently incompetent in the same way, especially when you change coaches and staff. Like They've been yeah. doing this for how long? Yeah. And it's also, they also are historically uh, like have terrible injury luck as well as, I mean, it's just, this team is, has, is cursed. I don't know what it is. It's Dan Fouts and Kellen Winslow have fucking cursed this Chargers team. I have no idea what they did. Uh, last play of the game, what leads to uh, the Broncos actually be able to do it. Last play of, or, yes, last play, because they add the one second. Yeah. Uh, so, we got Lock throw it Lock. Uh, Lock, Drew Lock throwing it in from about 20, 20 yards out. And then we get a pass interference call on what looks like decent coverage or a 50 50 coin flip. Did you get to see the play? I didn't get to see the play, but I can you already see that. from your, uh, yeah, I can already tell from your face. Yeah, you can't. One of those, keep those in your pockets. Okay, and so they, yeah, there's- they spotted at the they, they spotted at the one yard line and then KJ Hamler to Drew from Drew Lock, you know, yeah. on a little slant pass. Yep, got that. Uh, and then the ref called it no touchdown, even though his ass landed on the turf as some like ridiculous makeup call that was going to get reversed into a score, which is like just the nuttiest makeup call. He's like, this ain't basketball. That's not how that works, brother. Right, right. But it's like, here's the what, like, this is going to sound crazy and you could never say it out loud, but I think the unwritten rule is like last play of the game, like it's got to be egregious and you have to fit factor in what the odds in this are also like, mm-hmm. It's in the end zone. He's just trying to get coverage. The ball is coming from 25 yards out. So everybody knows where it's going. And it's just like to throw that flag when it's just kind of like a bang, bang, or even there at the same time is, uh, I don't, it's not how you want to lose games, but fuck it. I don't have any left for the chargers. I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, Saints at bears uh, to wrap this up real fast. Two more quick games. Uh, Saints going to overtime, 26-23, still look a little lost uh, yeah. offensively without Michael Thomas out there. Um, Bears uh, s- still playing, a punching above their pay grade, I think, a little bit. Like, I, Nick Foles looked really good today. I liked. I yeah, liked the biggest the biggest thing to me with Nick Foles and, and Mitch Trubisky is, is he Nick Foles just has a supreme confidence in throwing the ball downfield. 
that was literally like the biggest difference between them is just making those throws had a beautiful throw to the end zone for Allen Robinson. Um, he makes those throws that Mitch Trubisky couldn't. And that's why he's in this position. Um, they, you know, they had a couple chances in, in, in OT, but they also had a couple chances to really like fucking sink it in to, uh, uh, the, the, the saints never took it and the saints they had to rally back at the end of the game to kind of get there uh yeah bears give me 30 give me 30 seconds on this michael thomas situation what's going on what's oh happening? he's uh, fucking petulant and a child and much like we talked about um they're definitely talking there's been talks about moving there's been talks that they're not going to move them i mean at this point you are if you're the saints you're what five and two at this point um you, yes, I, I would. I would look to try and see if I could get some value for him. He's not going to contribute. I don't see him coming back at this point. If he, if if you're just hiding him on the the sideline, clearly there is a fissure that is now metamorphosized into a a, a grand canyon uh, between you and your player, and it's time to move on from Michael Thomas. As good and as talented as he is, the problem is. Um, I shoot, did he sign a did he sign a new deal? I don't remember. I drink everyone. Yeah, um, you're the deal guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if he signed a new deal or not, or where he is. I fuck, I can't remember. Um, but the problem is, is like if he if they send him anywhere, is like he gonna report and show up, or is he just gonna hold out? You know what I mean? Um, or just sit and not want to play until he gets moved. So you have to find a willing trade partner that thinks that they could, you know, make that move. You know what I mean? You certainly don't want to trade um anywhere in the nfc i wouldn't i wouldn't think yeah i got that who gives a shit like move on like i just be like uh yeah you're you're making a mistake but yeah i guess it'd be a little frightening if all of a sudden he's lining up for i don't know panthers or something uh all right 49ers at seahawks to wrap this up this was uh there was a no shock here the seahawks were favored i mean, we got right. jimmy Garoppolo leaving the field again yeah uh, Nick Mullins coming back in my, my friend. Um, is, little... are we still trying to act like this is an injury or was he yanked with the oversized cane? Uh, uh, yeah. The fucking Sandman from the Apollo came out and it brought the broom out <laughs> and shoveled him off, man. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Seahawks six and one, um, it'll be a formidable opponent. They are really cooking and a little quiet just because they have that one loss but uh they look good all right good recap brother um all right data 19 um years 1999 movies election yes. Uh, yes. produced by mtv uh one of their um early works but it definitely you start to see it's you kind of need to know that because it's got yeah. uh it's got a vibe yeah so it's basically the overall thing is we got this teacher of the year played by matthew broderick uh all the classmates love and something and it's just basically the whole movie is his downfall and it gets he gets dark. Let me just, um, I need to set the stage if you haven't seen it in a beat, just so okay. we know how dark this is that we're dealing with it. And then we'll, we'll jump in and we'll do what we normally do with those plot, plot bills and everything. Um, so here's what we got in this, um, in this dark movie. So we have a teacher banging his high school student. That's right. out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. That's not, crazy. not, my, not Matthew Broderick, another teacher. Right. Just, you're yeah. All right. yeah. 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 Another Dave. teacher. Uh, no spoilers. Yeah, yeah. We have a girl getting out of a, uh, a high school girl getting out of her lesbian relationship by blowing her girlfriend's brother. Yes. Which isn't said in passing. Like you actually have that scene. Yeah. I mean, from the chest up on, on our boy, uh, Chris Klein. Um, you have a guy cheating on his wife while simultaneously like trying to make a baby with his wife. 
Yes. Seems like a conflict of interest, if I'm going to be honest. But right, right. We want that. Uh, we have Matthew Broderick in a button-up shirt, squatted over in a bathtub, washing his balls. This is a legit scene. Yes. This happens. Yes. And we have a bee sting in the eyeball, which is just painful to look at. Yeah, bro, that that's just those are those are some some highlights, some lowlights of that, what exactly. And that's not even the main action of this movie. <laughs> no, it's not. That all that is all just like <laughs> that is all just in support of yeah, just right. the whole like storyline we're moving forward. Um, everybody, so you've seen this. We said it kind of in the rundown. You've seen it more than like once or twice. Yeah, I've I've definitely seen it. I've definitely seen it at least three times. Maybe scenes here and there in passing. Yeah, I think I saw it like once, like ten years ago. Oh yeah. All right. Um, toughest plot pills to swallow. Is there anything you want to say just about the overall, just like vibe of this movie? Oh, um, toughest plot pills to swallow is oh is the fact that Dave the teacher in question in the beginning didn't yeah. come down with any sort of if if she was if the mom was as mad as she is and seemed yeah. and seemingly like looking up and writing letters to you know significant women in 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 history and in and around to to ask for advice on how to raise her daughter Tracy Flick played by Reese Witherspoon I don't see it going away I'm like all right we're just going to shuffle them off like that dude's doing jail time a 100% and Tracy Tracy is getting a like a little bit more um it, it gets brought people find out in the school it's not something that just does doesn't not get found out by kids that's exactly, and he's like, and it's not like he denies it. So there's not even like a his word versus hers. Like they're just like, you yeah. got to get out of here regardless. Like we need your resignation. He's sitting there bawling because he's in love with her. Right, right. Mary, a, a very Mary Kay Letourneau, if you remember that way back <laughs> in the day. Now, which one was that? Mary Kay Letourneau was the first real like she fell in love with like her 14 year old like middle school son. She went to jail. They were told not yeah. to see her, and then they ended up getting married and having kids. Mary yeah, Kay Letourneau. What's that? Was she the smoke show or the, I think the second or the third one was the smoke show. Cause there was like the blonde teacher that was just like, are you a stripper? Like there was like the, <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 it. We'll, we'll figure it out. I got to get yeah, the bottom yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, what happened to, what happened to Chris Klein? What, 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 what that guy's career do? I don't know. This just guy. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there was a show that Dr. Mrs. The commission had been recommended. Like one of those, like, it's it's on netflix but it was on like i'm sure it was on like lifetime he was doing a southern accent most recently he's fucking a terrible actor terrible this is bad yeah but and and i didn't realize that this was chris klein's first movie did you realize this this was his debut film oh no not at all i mean because it's probably like one of his better acted movies but they just really let him lean into maybe like that's (laughs) is or whatever that's what i thought i was like man this is his best acted movie and i was like oh no this is just him being this guy this kind of like happy-go-lucky like stuff always kind of happens right for me and i don't know why like it's the perfect role for him and then that then he goes in to do the the american pie movies which is just like a, a you know an even grander version yeah of i try to just like a, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of the heart knit like trying to like phase into just kind of that like leading man like young college like leading man guy and it didn't yeah. it didn't quite stick much like for heart knit Oh, Josh Hartnett. Ooh, shots fired at Hartnett? 
<laughs> that's not shots. That's not fire. Just looking at like you know movie history. What happened? Not, sorry, we, where we are you at? Where are you at, Josh? Where are you at? Come call in. <laughs> um. All right. What's uh, let's just get this out of the way. The, the game they play. Let's eat some, some asparagus to see how long it takes to make our pee smell funny. Yes. This isn't a thing they, that people really do, right? No, no, no. And first, it's not your your pee doesn't smell. It's you the ability to smell it in your urine. It's not everyone's pee smells the same. It's whether you have the ability to smell it or not. Little fun fact that I don't think you knew. What? Okay, yes. they're gonna hear us Google again. It doesn't. Your everyone's pee smell- smells when you eat asparagus. Smells it. It's whether you can discern that smell. Is the is the thing? It's not. It's, so asparagus actually changes something in your sinuses and nothing in your urine. No, no, no. It doesn't change anything in your sinuses. It changes. You either have the ability to smell it in your urine or you do not. Right. So that everyone's uh, pee smells the same. It's whether or not after they eat asparagus, it's whether or not you can smell it or not. So does someone? So let's say. So if I eat asparagus and yes. you smell my this, yes. do you smell that smell? That I smell after eating asparagus. Yes. Do we smell if the I, same? Yeah, 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 exactly. If I can smell your asparagus piss, then yes, I can smell your asparagus piss. I can smell anybody's asparagus piss because it's I can okay. smell asparagus piss. Now, if I can't smell asparagus piss, it doesn't matter how much piss I smell. I'll never smell asparagus in that piss. Or how much asparagus you eat. Or how much, exactly. How much okay, can so I say it, asparagus piss? It's like the cilantro thing. Like cilantro tastes good to some people and it tastes like dish soap to others. Yes. And if you piss on it, you can smell it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me some people are born without the ability to, like some people's earlobes are connected to their heads. Some people's aren't. Some people can smell, some people smell whatever that smell is of asparagus piss after someone eats asparagus and some people cannot. That's correct. Yes. I love that you're tying oh, wow. in earlobes and cilantro. Is there, just, it's definitely like, like the red or green dress or the blue and white dress. You know that thing? Yes. It's like, yes, yes. I was almost going to blow by it, but I was like, fuck it. We're this deep in it. Like, I'm going to figure this out. So I don't have yeah. to ask you again. But yeah. we're definitely going to be talking about it off pod for <laughs> sure. Um, Matthew Broderick, you a fan of this guy? Just in general? You bro- a Broadwick bro, I think is what they call him. Uh, so this is funny. So Matthew Broderick, anytime you ask Dr. Mrs. The commission about this, she, she, she always says these two things in conjunction. One is I can't believe that he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. And two, he's a douchebag because he always cheats on her. He does. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, yeah, exactly right. Well, because, you know, she she lived in New York for a long time. He was in the theater scene. Lots of, uh, you know, consensual, I'm sure, allegedly cheating on Sarah Jessica Parker, SJP. Oh, okay. Uh, And I don't get down with that. I don't condone that, Brandon. No, you do not. No. Uh, We did a little cheat in this movie. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he did. so, (laughs) So tearing down the posters, that... That quote when he was just like, "Say so you want to get a hotel room," that's like cold blooded. Like, yeah, my testicles are so big, I need to throw them in a the trunk. Like, that is—is is that what it looks like when two people decide to cheat? Yeah, that—that that there's something so uncomfortable about that that moment, yeah. right? And it's like I don't know. 
Is it kind of not in his character also? Doesn't he give a shit about it? It's like, well, when did this change happen where he's just like, I get she's cute and you got a crush, but it kind of seemed his character was set up like, you know, trying to talk his friend out of like not banging a student and then right. like his wife and they were like in love and trying to make a kid. He says that like in, in the monologue and all of a sudden he's just like, like that sounds like a line that you've like rehearsed in the mirror that you're ready to say. Like it's yeah. not exactly uh, whatever, like, you know, passion. It, and you and you would have think you would have figured out a way like more clever way to other than be like hey you want to get a room you know what i mean it's just so like so creepy and weird yeah Yeah. it's like the confidence just like you want to do this it's like whoa well you're wait number one i can see the wide of your eyes they're way too wide (laughs) right right and we have no like previous like real flirtation like there's no scene setting it up it's all just like niceties between you know friends yeah, yeah, it doesn't really go for it. And then, so he does cheat on her. Let's talk down this little yeah. hot path. Cheats on her. Uh, just well, they have like a like a passion thing. Yeah, like Linda. Linda leans up. into it. Finally, he unclogs the drain. She leans leans in, gives him a hug. Really, uh, you know, obviously that 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 cheating, wanting to get a hotel room, like ruminates with her. She leans into it. Do they? I don't know if they. I don't think they have sex. They just like fool around a little bit right or do they have sex that's a good question maybe they don't because i was going to say that's my next plot point is so she linda goes and tells his wife so they were supposed to meet at 315 he goes to the hotel uh she never comes to meet him she doesn't answer her phone right finally gets home after giving up like you know early evening and linda's sitting there with his wife and they're both crying so it's pretty obvious that like she told her what the plan is the wife's not mad at linda at all for being like a little bit of a participant yeah, and and first off, Linda kind of stinks for for doing that. Like that's pretty cold blooded. Like I get it, he made an off color comment. There's there's no two right. There no neither of them are right in this situation. But they just to go and like fucking blow up Matthew Broderick's life completely. You know what I mean? Like that seemed like it was kind of fucking shitty. It kind of it did kind of seem like it was like well, like Dave cheated. My husband Dave cheated on the student. So now I'm just gonna be like fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin anything. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she just seems like a little too, I mean, to 180, uh, that quick. Okay, um, we can get off that real fast. Running out of time. Okay, so let's get into the end of this thing. Um, okay, tearing down posters in a hallway, which is a plot point on whoever, like, admits to it. Like, right. Tracy Flick did it. They can't bust it. They have cameras in a school that big in 1999. There's some sort of cameras in those hallways. Yeah, there probably is. Boom, There's burned. Burned, got them. Got him. Are there schools? Are there schools that take electing the student council president this seriously? That's we were talking about this. I don't ever remember like any participating in any elections or like putting anyone's balance. I don't remember seeing like gobs of posters up all the time. I don't really remember this. No. And how big was your school? Um, we had like a thousand to twelve hundred kids in my high school. I think we had Total. like three. 400 i was vp Ooh, like yeah but i don't remember like we didn't do poster i I think it was just like who wants to do what and then we would like we just vote it up yeah yeah where yeah it was just like i get suspension disbelief guys i can watch a movie and forget about a thing i've seen science fiction movies and i'm just i go along with it i just wanted to get that out there like people lining up checking names off lists and getting all that right but not when it pertains to student body government in high school no thank you okay uh my last thing I'll say this. I, I had this line that I thought was good. Um, this is like if MTV made American Beauty. 
that's the vibe it was giving me by like ooh like our market like 120 i like this yes this is interesting yeah, it's like a little bit like a little bit of a downfall story a little bit like everything comes unraveled playing outside the lines playing fast loose okay so let's talk about the last point i don't really like how this movie ends like he gets a good life in new york it just seems weird that he would be that happy but i guess yeah I, is it a good life it seems like his life i don't, I don't think it matters i you know what that's a good question i don't think it matters though. i think if he likes his life but he right. seems to love his life then that's not necessarily the ending that i was just thinking karmically that matthew broderick needed even though like uh this fouch kid overreacts about miscounting the thing that's what count that's what counting is he counted it once and if you got 216 to 218 and the teacher was like i got this you would not be 100 percent confident that you were like no i counted it like i can't like yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a piece of paper they stick together or sometimes like maybe you dozed off or maybe you were just like one two to like maybe like that shit happens maybe you count them five at a time you fucked up that's why you have two people count the fact that he was so adamant and then just the sloppiness of broadwick of dropping those two slips in the trash can yeah i did love though the the fucking disgruntled uh janitor in the very first scene to then coming back to be the foil i did like oh. that that was that was good that was nice yeah yeah you're right the the the, the boldness of the student who made the initial what is it larry that's a, that's yeah, yeah. Not super confident it was just kind of it was fine um all right but you got any um any quotes yes uh well in that one in that scene too when Matthew Braddock's all you know, spazzing out as life is kind of falling apart. He says to, I think it's Larry's like, is the kid. He's like, we're not, le- we're not electing the fucking Pope, Larry. Just tell me who won. Like, this is, it's a great, <laughs> yeah. it's a great line. Yeah. Um, shit. I don't want to say it. her pussy gets so wet. You, you can't believe it. <laughs> oh, you went there. Yeah, it is. I mean, that is just like, that's three minutes into the movie. Yeah. And it's like, I, because it's just like it sets the tone. It's just like, oh, this movie's not fucking around. This this movie will play outside the box a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll break. Yeah. It, it fucking comes at, at you. Um, you gonna you gonna do it? You gonna fill me up? You gonna fill me up? That yeah. line fucking sticks with me. Like it's so yeah. uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lisa and I would go to her house to fucking have a hot tub. Yes, the reason that 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 makes me laugh is just yeah, it's just like. I've never heard it described as have a hot tub. I've heard like get into the hot tub. But I don't right. think you have a Um I love the kids in the, the auditorium when they one kid yells out eat me and the other kid yells out eat me raw. I don't know why. It seems like it's <laughs> like a high school thing. Um yeah. what was the other one? Oh, I, the other one is is I sure was surprised the day that, that Lisa Flanagan asked me for a ride home and ended up blowing me. Like that's the blowing scene. Yeah. Like, it's just great. It's great delivery. It just mixes with this character. Like we're talking about his character. He's just like such a sweet, innocent, like dude. And just the, like the way he just talks about it is like, right. it's just hilarious. It's just so like matter of fact, like I was so shocked. Like she just drove me. Right, right. Oh, when he's in the car, he's just like, he's like, um, he's trying to think of what a slogan should be. Yes. And things that like start with P and he's just like progress, power. Peanuts. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, ta- uh, all right. Ta- oh, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy Meltzer's whole speech. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to college. Vote for me. Tammy Meltzer ripped uh, that speech. That's fucking great. That's pretty good. I thought they, they should have stood up and applauded for Chris Klein's because I feel like that's what that defined popularity in high school more than them being just silent when he reads through that paper is just getting all this like, like adoration 
just right. for like who you are and not necessarily like how well you can do a speech. So they sit there crickets. I think that was a mistake in the movie. Like, I think after he reached this thing and it's just like, I'm going to be, I want to score a touchdown for this school. Let me score it. And he sets it down. And then like the crowd just explodes. Yeah. yeah. They all love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. We love anything the guy does. That was, that was his finest acting ever in anything. Chris Klein right there. That was so funny. Oh. It was like, hi, my name is Paul and I want to be your president. It's such great delivery. I love it. Yeah. So good. Uh, are you going where they're now? They kind of told us where they're at now, sort of. Yeah, we got Tracy Flick. We really didn't talk too much about Tracy Flick. Reese Witherspoon is really good about being like the goody two shoes, annoying, like yeah. kid in your class. You know what I mean? It even goes off to be that way in, uh, in like when she was in Georgetown, right? Like screaming at the guys, like partying in the dorm room. Uh, so yeah. yeah, she's definitely in politics. She's probably running somebody's campaign. I don't know if she's and cold hearted, like cold hearted, yes. like. She can get dark. She can get yeah. ruthless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She has no problem fucking standing up to the teachers there. Uh, he, he, which she said, if s- certain adults hadn't gotten so warm and gushy and acted like adults, then we wouldn't be here. <laughs> like that. that was fucking I, awesome. No, that's a brutal, ruthless thing. And she was just like, if certain adults could get their wives pregnant, it's just like, yeah. damn. <laughs> I know. Yeah, how would she know about that? But anyways, yeah. But uh, yeah, so she's definitely in politics. She's definitely on the hill, fucking wheeling and dealing. Um, yeah, you know they did. You know they did shoot a different ending to this ending. That that where they actually uh, Matthew Broderick's uh, character Jim McAllister ended up working at a car dealership, and then Tracy Flick after school after graduation came and they like hashed it out and like worked it out and i guess it tested poorly so they went with this angle where she was like on capitol hill yeah i don't know where i would do there's a couple spots though it's just like i don't even need like this last scene like him just leaving like after he gets kicked out of omaha and it's just like yeah. that's that's then the breaks um all right you want to throw some air horns at this sure yes let's do this out of there five five what five great we did five, yeah, okay. five yeah exactly five <laughs> Oh, you're giving it a two and a half? Yeah, you give it a three. I give it a three, yeah. Yeah, I'll try that three market. It's good. Like if you've seen it in a while, like it's uh it doesn't fuck around. Like it'll it'll bring it, it'll definitely like your jaw will drop a couple times, which is which is fun. Yeah, Tammy Meltzer is definitely like the unsung hero if you watch it multiple times. Like I actually found myself laughing the most at the Tammy Meltzer scenes. She was great. Yeah. Um, all right, Neapolitan Showdown, bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, bro. I hope you put on your humble brag shirt. Ooh. best things we've competed in oh well maybe i guess you didn't have to list things you won that's a good yeah. point yeah no no for Let's sure see how this lines up all right i will start okay um i ran for area president of k's when i was in high school of k's what's k's kansas association of youth it was just about doing a bunch of volunteer work. Oh, look at you. And I ran because, well, you got to go to the statewide thing. So you're area president. You got to go to the statewide thing. Um, 
the chaperone ladies or whoever the actual adult advisors were, or whatever the Mr. M's in this yes. situation, but they were Mrs. M's. Oh, did not care for me at all. Ooh. It was, this club was, uh, I'm not kidding. I think there were like, I think probably around 350, uh, kids came to this, like the K's meetings and camps and stuff we would do like over the summer. Okay. And out of that, I think like seven were guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's that. Yeah. Not that pause. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, ran, ran for that. Got to do a speech. It was me and like two other girls, and then uh, did some speech about William Wallace or something uh, in a big auditorium. But uh, it, it was fun. It was fun to do like a speech that early and run for something. And what grade was this? You said in, in seventh grade? No, no, no. no. This was uh, sophomore in high school. Oh, sophomore in high school. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're you're student body active, man. Yeah, I want. I was just trying to like trying to beef up that uh, old college resume. I like it. Very good. Smart. Smart. Um, I will, I will go with my number three, which is my fifth grade softball throw. So we did, we did a big field day amongst all the other elementary schools. I won everyone, beat everyone out, showing off that arm, that laser beam of of an arm. Uh, and then we went to the big like track meet where we then did a softball throw amongst all the other guys. I remember my friend Charlie Appleby came up to me and said, Hey, all you have to do is beat this one guy from Corton. I think it was Corton. Uh, you had to be this one guy. It's named Shane. Um, it ended up being Shane Battier. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, college basketball player of the year in like 1999 uh number six overall draft pick in the nba draft a a humongous athlete um so we were standing at the 20 yard line and uh i lined up uh, we were on like the middle of the football field 20 yard line i threw it probably reached somewhere in the end zone back of the end zone um and then so this field then had like the track around it and then a big fence and then like the main road where everyone was like driving in from. So Shane lined up, took a couple of steps and proceeded to throw it over the fence into the street across the way there and fucking just destroyed me in there. I was like, oh, well, wow. second, second place. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but it was good. It was a fun competition. Um, Shane's a great guy. It was always really nice and super competitive and always was like a it's weird seeing like a top flight athlete that young up close because you're like oh wow you're substantially better at all things than me athletically yeah is it gonna be pretty obvious like how far he's going yeah like, yeah oh yeah for sure like the yeah mr four star because he we played baseball against we played a lot of sports against each other like when we played we went to isaiah thomas's basketball camp and the, we were separated in age groups they put him with the like the the 16, 17, 18 year old groups, anyone most improved. And everyone was like, was kind of like, there's a little like hubbub in the audience. Like, oh, why does Shane get fucking most approved? And Isaiah Thomas, who is in the peak piston form was like, look, everybody, I know Shane is like a really good player and everyone understands that, but you have to understand, like he was playing against guys who were like five years and six years older than and showed real improvement. So that's why we gave him the MIP. And that always stood out to me because it's like, whoa, fucking Isaiah Thomas knows who you are like well enough to talk secondhand about you to, and everyone in this 
room knows who you are. That's like, that was always the, that always stood out to me. That's about what I'm going to give you. Um, let's say we're going to say that you threw that back at the end zone from 20 yard line. So that, yeah. That's around 28. Yeah. 28. Um, and then there was me and what I say, seven other guys. So yeah. uh, that's an eight, eight for the average, 28 to eight. Um, all right. So I did, I missed the first half of my prom when I was in high school because there was a, have you heard of forensics before? Yes. Yeah. It was like debate, right? Yes. It was debate. And then it was also like uh, acting. Per- you would do right. Yeah. There's performance. And yeah, absolutely. So I waited around for the mer- uh, the medal ceremony and got the gold girl. Ooh. So prom, little dramatic acting <laughs> as cool as that can be. Hey guys, I lettered in acting. It's like <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah, that was, that was worth staying for. It's always funny. Like in the moments you're just like, Oh, like you'll remember like your prom forever. Like, I don't remember shit about my proms. Yeah. I don't, I, I remember, uh, I went to two proms. It's weird that they would schedule that on the same day, but well, I guess it was all sorts of different well, it, schools. It was, the re- it was the regional competition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, exactly. you're right. You're going to have that. Um, very good. I'm going to go with, I'll go with the high school memory. Um, JV school, uh, cut down made my JV basketball team after previously getting cut. I think I've told this story before getting cut my freshman year and eighth and seventh grades, three years in a row, finally battled, got my, uh, got made the team was like the last guy on the team. Um, and uh, ended up winning most improved that year, actually. That's sweet. Was it story like you end up coming home and tell Mr. Four Stars or something? I did. Yes. Right. Very good. Yeah. So that's the thing. So they they didn't really want to talk to me about if I was going to do it or not. I was, you know, upset the whole time about doing it. And, uh, you know, the previous times being cut and then came home and uh, they're kind of on pins and needles because they knew that day was the final cut day. And I kind of came in through uh, Huffy and I was they were like, didn't know what to say. And I was like, I got to hurry up. I got to get ready because I got to go for team pictures. Yeah, like they're like, yeah, yeah. That was a great moment. That was always. Uh, what jersey number did you pick? Twelve. I was number twelve. I can get twelve points for that. Um, let's say I missed the first thirty minutes of my prom, so that brings us to forty to thirty-eight. So we're going to the last one. It's funny. I think the audience can tell when I drink and don't drink because I can do the math on the fly. <laughs> we get a lot of those emails too, bro. <laughs> and the other days when I'm just like, yeah, it looks like your little hat. Um, <laughs> You might remember this. I don't know if I met you yet, but in LA, I did that McDonald's snack wrap commercial. I auditioned for that with a group oh. of And then it was the concept of it was it was the chicken snack wrap, which is yeah. a fun snack, especially if you're new chicken. And it makes sense. I've seen chicken in a tortilla for sure. This was a Big Mac at a tortilla. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I remember this. Yes, yes, yes. I remember this. I don't when think I shot it, or do you remember seeing the commercial? I remember the sandwich. I don't remember when you shot it, nor I don't think I remember the commercial, but I definitely Wait, remember the sandwich. It didn't last long at all. Like, I even knew too. I was just like, ah, I finally booked a McDonald's course. And I was just like, this is going to be on the air, not even through the season. They're oh my be- God. Can we, can you find this commercial? Have you found this commercial? No, I did like. Once every four years, like all down like seven modellos and just go scrounge around on the internet to see like if I <laughs> but no, I haven't I haven't found it. There was uh did I ever tell you about the commercial that Dr. Mrs. Commission and I booked together? Oh, it you was, did, what is it though? 
yeah, it was a uh, MSN. It was an MSN. Like, remember when they were doing like a, they had like an email address, and the premise was no one wants to be dumb, and we our audition was making out. Like that's what our our thing was was like kissing. So all day for the entire day we had to like just make out with each other, which is pretty sweet. And yeah. uh, the whole big thing was like. Uh, I had like a piece of bubble gum stuck to my finger, like a big, you know, cause I like pulled it out of my mouth and yeah. I was like holding it. So that was a big thing. That one, I don't think I ever saw the light of day. It was you're just it, like, like to the director, just like, Hey, like, you know, does going to third base, like help sell this product any better? Or I don't know. Like, I'm really like, I'm, we're here to work. Whatever. Exactly. You- I'll make out with whomever. We're acting. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. You guys were, were you guys just friends at the time? No, no, no. We were dating at this okay. point. Yeah. 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 We had, we had moved past the friend zone into dating zone so it was great it was easy dr misses the commission whenever you bring up the wild card got to give you the w all right we're giving you the w bro some good stories oh i didn't even give you my number one that wasn't my number one i was just throwing out that oh, that was your number one. Oh, there's an audition story all oh right. yeah it was just an audition story i mean i'll take the w if you want to give the Let's i'll give i'll give my uh, i'll give uh well, i'm glad you brought that up i was gonna go with monty mash do you remember monty mash when they did it with dr Mish, the commission was performing um oh, yeah, full yeah, monty yeah. we had a big party right around actually halloween time it was right around like this probably 10 years ago um there was a competition for who could ever represent uh the full monty in the best way so your boy sh- showed up in a nude dance belt no clothes whatsoever and just a little placard over my my twigs <laughs> and berries and uh i won that night but also trent t yeah. came in very hardcore as well too and there is a uh, if there's ever footage of our dance that we performed together, um, neither one of us will be able to one run for any election or political office ever again. Guys, words do not. I was there. Do not give this story justice at all. Whatever you're imagining this looked like, you got to remove still like 15 percent more clothes. All right. That is your <laughs> win, right. buddy. Nice done. Um, MVP of the week. Who do you got? Oh, I'm going to go with uh, one Sean Connery. Rest in power, brother. Mm, nice. Yeah. You made it. You did it. Lived a full life. So good on you, sir. Uh, I'll go with uh, Tua, baby. Starting 1-0. and Tua! 1-0. Undefeated. I like it. Undefeated. Guys, this has been MAB Sports Podcast, episode 140. You want to shoot us an email? Do it. You know you want to. MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Hey, Mab, you going to do it? You going to pod me up? Pod me up. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. That was, oh, it felt gross coming out. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.